0: primary ignition
1: hello and welcome to episode 165 of the usual podcast the podcast where we discuss all things geek and pop culture i'm your host marshall and with me being an honoree as always is my co-host will what's up buddy how you doing
0: uh not much i'm uh, I'm doing pretty good it's pretty good it's uh near the end of the week and uh I've already had a beer in me so oh a beer oh good God that's a lot for me this time of my life <laughs> anyway is that beer that I'm not having a beer with us right now
1: oh well. I'm not gonna tell you how many I've had, um, and we're just sitting here enjoying our usual frothy beverages. What are you drinking? That's not beer, or you had beer earlier. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah.
0: Well, right now I'm drinking a Diet Pepsi, but I had a, a nice Blue Moon with that whole birthday thing I had earlier going on. So nice, dude.
1: Um, so
0: your butt, butt, yeah, but yeah. I did go grocery shopping today and I bought
1: the essentials of a bottle of Captain. Oh, that's perfect! Yay, that's fine. I need to get a. I need to get a bottle of scotch or bourbon or something. That would make me feel feel good um but again i am not drinking that tonight i'm drinking a sierra nevada hazy little thing again because it's my standard um sadly it hasn't been on sale but i'm still buying it so it's
0: all good Cause guys remember when your standard used to be uh hop stupid mm-hmm. and then before
1: that was torpedo and mm-hmm. yeah I, you know i i go through like i think almost a year long stints on certain beers and then I'll switch to something else. it kind of depends. I've been standard last couple of years with Sierra Nevada stuff just cause it's cheaper. Um, and it's uh, the flavors. I love Sierra Nevada. It's amazing. Sierra
0: Nevada is okay. You know, what's funny is cause um, I'm not a huge Sierra Nevada fan cause it's always too hoppy for me.
1: Yeah. Whereas I like Sam Adams and you're not a Sam Adams fan. No, I only, I actually really like, and I, I, I like a couple of their beers um, But their standards stuff, I really don't like very much. Now, I remember, I think you liked the either the Winterfest or the Oktoberfest. Yeah. Um, it's not the Winterfest. The Oktoberfest is good, though. Yeah. The Winterfest has a weird, like, um, you know, when you get those winter beers, like uh, Sierra Nevada does one, too. They do their celebration. It's fine, but it's just like, it's a little it's got that little spice notes yeah. to it, and I'm not the biggest fan of that in long, you know, because I mean, not only just one beer, right? I mean, oh, exactly. So yeah, let's <laughs> not, not be crazy. Well, you know, can't all be me. (laughs) Indubitably. So before we get started, if you have comments or questions, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com. Email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com. And of course, we're on Facebook, Pinterest, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube. So like us, share us, and, uh, you know, give us stars and tell your friends and all that. Uh, So before we get into the rest of this, too, uh, we obviously have to thank our drinking buddies and the people supporting this show um and again we are only we're and and you know our patreon is a little in flux right now too but if we do extra shows we're not going to charge you for extra shows this month so keep no. you know we put one shot this month but this one is just we wanted to get together we both been having a interesting week so we thought we'd just get together it's not live so we don't have to worry about the chat room this week so when you see this in your feed you'll be like what the hell no we didn't do it live um but we're just want to get together and talk about some of the recent news happening in the parks and some disney plus stuff which is basically yeah, we're especially
0: here. since actually a lot of it actually uh deals with what we talked about in our last episode absolutely so it's like since we had that episode this stuff has come out so
1: yeah and thanks again to uh nick and will for coming on the last episode that was a lot of fun um i love those guys and like i said i got together with nick and we did a cool interview on my other show um just keep writing and we'll we'll put that stuff in the show notes too um, and you know, we all, we have our side things that we're doing as well, but, um, I really love some of the, uh, conversations I've been having with people. It's been really nice sitting in this same chair day in and day out. Sometimes I switch to my chair out front when it's nice, but it started raining again today. So that made me sad. Yeah. <laughs> the rain hopefully will be gone, dude. And next week I'm hoping to play some golf maybe this weekend, but we'll know, see. Now
0: that California's open up golf courses.
1: Yeah. But little river is closing. Uh, at, everybody has to be off the golf course by four o'clock so i can't do it during the week and so it would have to be a weekend thing it's supposed to dump all weekend so oh that's i'm not super stoked about that but that's neither here nor there let's get into our uh really quick can, guess? You, can you do you have to play 18 or can you play 9 holes well, i can play 9 but i mean i it, the earliest i can get down there with my work schedule would be 3:30 right you know no
0: i'm just i'm just saying you might be able to convince me to go out to play 9 sometime mm-hmm it's been a decade, over a decade since you and I have played golf.
1: I know. It's and so
0: the last time we played was at Dairy Creek.
1: Oh, God. It's way more than 10 years then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, dude. We're getting old. Okay. So let's talk about pop culture stuff before I get sad and nostalgic. Uh, what do you want? Let's start with um, the big news. Uh, this happened, what, three days ago. Uh, yeah, Shanghai Disney opened up.
0: Yeah, let's catch up with the Disney stuff. Uh, to kind of give just everybody a recap, last time we talked about, we knew that Shanghai Disney was going to be opening up. And you had mentioned something about that you'd seen something about tickets for sale for Disneyland, but we hadn't gotten any more specific information for Disney World. So right. um, there there have been pictures and videos about what happened when they opened up Shanghai Disney. Um, it's really cool. They captured it at a 30% capacity. Mm-hmm. Um, And then they actually, if which we expected,
1: obviously, exactly.
0: Which uh, if you go grocery shopping and you see those squares on the floor, like Safeway and Walmart, and say this is six feet away, they they were all over the ground. Oh wow! At Safeway, and so you knew exactly where you could stand. It was it it was exactly from the pictures that I
1: saw. You said it's Safeway at Shanghai.
0: No, no, no. I'm saying when you see them for those of you who just to kind of for those of you who go shopping at like Safeway. No, I know. But then you said
1: they were all over the ground at 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 Safeway.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, it's Shanghai.
1: And, uh, it was that one so beer, dude? I'm telling you. I know,
0: right? Seriously. <laughs> and I'm 350 plus. You think it wouldn't affect me so much? Um, so, but the, from the pictures that I saw, there's a lot of the stanchions and ropes. Like I, I, I told you, there's Disney's designed for it. Yeah. So the, the, all they have to do is just learn how to to get their the to to, to, uh, to perform guest service with that capacity, and they're mm. good.
1: Yeah. So I mean. It- there has to be a an upside to some of the employees at Disney parks too right now, right? Because I mean, obviously they've had to lay a lot of people off and, and deal with that. But if they open the parks again, they will need extra um, staff to monitor all this stuff too.
0: Yeah. So they, I think I want to say Disney World furloughed 140,000 people or something oh. like that. Or did the Disney company as a whole furloughed 140 thousand something like that? Yeah, yeah. So they're going to have to hire some back. I mean, they didn't furlough everybody.
1: Yeah. Um, but I just mean um, when Disney World decides to open, they're going to have to have oh yeah, they have absolutely. to bring back a lot of those people in order to just to keep people uh, where they're supposed to be.
0: Yeah. Well, the the first people they're going to have to bring back is a whole bunch of maintenance crew who are going to have to install all the plexiglass and the the guardrails and everything. Um,
1: and the folks ten- cleaning stuff too.
0: Exactly. Um, well, you know, they're doing that now they're keeping everything as clean as, as a whistle right now. Um, but I'm talking but about then, like
1: in between customers and stuff like yeah. that and going through the shops and stuff too. Cause yeah, I mean, exactly.
0: And I'm guessing about a month before, maybe a two months before they open, they're going to start hiring back actual guest uh, service people and they're going to start training them on how to do temperature checks and mask checks and
1: all that. I just stuff. thought about something while you were talking too. Um, as far as retail goes at, the Disney parks, that's gotta be a little tough. Um, I, I, depending on the shop, do you think like, for example, if Disneyland opens, there's some of those really tiny shops. I, mean, I imagine they're going to have oh, tap I'm, people I'm, at the front that are going to have to say you either, they won't be open or they will have a limited capacity. I mean, they would like the Emporium, for example, too. There's no way they can let as many people go through there as always, because there, there will be no way to social distance.
0: No, what I'm guessing they're going to do is they're going to, because all the racks on the floor are movable. Yeah. Right. This is the way that Disney's designed. So they could do different layouts if they need to. I'm guessing they're going to limit the racks and put them in a specific order and put stanchions throughout the store. So like, I'm guessing when you go in, you have to, because, you know, all the stores on the right side of Main Street, so the east side of Main Street, are all connected until you get to uh, the uh, the coffee shop, right? Right, and then on the left side you're connected until you get to the the restaurant, and then they reopen, and then the restaurants past that, like the um, the ice cream shop and all of Those are all connected. Yeah, I'm guessing they're going to make it where it's going to be one way.
1: Oh, okay. so like,
0: if you enter and you enter, say the the tog store on the, ver- the which is the first store on the right, um, past the uh, the mat H- or the the hat store. Yeah. And um, the were is just kind of standalone. It's connected to the great moments of Mr. Lincoln. But past that, you have that very first stock store. It's really tiny. Right. I'm guessing they're going to uh, lock some of the doors and make it all one way. And so you have to come in. And then I, what I'm guessing is they're not going to have any cashiers open in those stores. But they're just going to have them as directing traffic. And they're going to have like one um, cash wrap yeah. of like six registers open in like the third store. You just have to get in line and, and wait your way through line
1: yeah I, I i mean and that's smart i i think if they're not going to do that they need to talk to you but no i think the one-way thing makes sense because even at the grocery store they've got one-way aisles nobody pays attention to it except for me i guess but yeah so you know so
0: like if you're talking about the emporium i'm guessing they're going to make that one way headed out but mm-hmm. the emporium is always the main story i mean a lot of people hit it first but what i'm guessing is you are going to do is you're going to have to go down main street to get into the Emporium Run. And if you remember in Emporium, they've got a bank of of three or four registers on the south wall, yeah. um, And there's a door on either side. I'm guessing those are both going to be exits, and you'll hit the 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 tills Mm -hmm. and then go out, yeah. And right across from that, there's a a corral of four more registers. So I'm guessing it's going to be like they're just going to split the line going both ways and hit two on either side and then the wall yeah. and you're
1: out. It makes sense. That way. I mean, and, and honestly they would have to just limit people doubling back and milling about and moving. You oh, know what I mean, like, uh, I don't know. It's going to be tough. Uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes, but, and I'm sure next time we record Shanghai, will have some reports. Um, hopefully they're still running and being efficient, but we'll see how it goes.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm what I'm really worried about. Like I said, my, my trip is planned for, for um, December, I'm uh, worried that they're going to like reopen up and say, August, we're yeah. going to get a bounce back of Corona and then it's going to be delayed
1: another six months after that. Well, that's been my concern too. And honestly, man, like, um, you know, I have stuff planned in September and stuff as well, which we've talked about, but when, right. um, let's see, so it says, so this actually leads into the other article i put in here. Um, or did you want to talk about Shanghai first? anything else about that okay so but when so when disney and walt disney world could open i I reopen i have there's an article from comicbook.com in here and it's really interesting to think about um but obviously disney world is going to open before disneyland um
0: it is and disney world has a couple things going for it one it's much more spread out the stores themselves are bigger the queue lines are bigger
1: and actually disney springs might open up in the next couple of weeks
0: yeah, actually, I think it. I think it opened or this up week. this week. Yeah, yeah, um, but that's a, that's an outdoor shopping area, yeah, so sure. it's, it's pretty much like downtown Disney at Disneyland. Um, yeah. It's very similar. It's because I think they have D- Disney Springs and Downtown Disney, at Disney World. But Disney Springs is like off this to the side of the property. Yeah, so and you can access it from a different area. Um, so yeah, but I think that's the big thing going for Disney World is that it's much more spread out and it's a lot easier to socially distance yeah so um because like, i want you to imagine this sorry to interrupt no you're fine imagine this you've only been to, i mean because you haven't been to disney world right no okay imagine this you have disneyland imagine trying to socially distance during a showing
1: a phantasmic no it's possible it's insane
0: it is but a disney world phantasmic is actually shown in an amphitheater and so you can actually make it where you have to sit like oh, sure, two seats really? apart okay. okay yeah so they can they can actually enforce social distancing at the amphitheater at fantastic
1: and i'm thinking about that too at disneyland you wouldn't be able to do any of those shows like or at, at dca you wouldn't be able to do like um the pop-up ones like the the army oh. man and stuff like that i mean because yeah, they just won't do those you just so couldn't do it with, and phantasmic yeah. there's no way you can do it because there are people that stop in the middle of the walkway and try to watch that show mm-hmm. you know let alone try to keep <laughs> people moving and socially distant that's impossible
0: yeah no fantastic would not happen at disneyland it's the only or disneyland the only thing I can imagine them doing is um no, I really can't think of a way they could do the Phantasmic at
1: Disneyland. I don't think they can eat and I'm thinking at Disneyland there's I don't think there's any parades they can do. Um because again, most of them go down main street and that's going to be a cluster regardless. So
0: exactly. Cause it, it especially if it, yeah, it's going to be mm, ridiculous. Yeah.
1: So anyway, this article goes on to kind of talk about some of these things and obviously California, it talks about where California is with their re- relaxing of, of things which we're nowhere near um, what other states are doing for sure. Uh, you know, Los Angeles, like I said, as of yesterday, I think said, they're going to be locked down for another three months at least. So
0: yeah, the only things that opened up in California in the last couple of weeks were um, uh, like exercise and recreational stuffs so like yeah, horseback riding, golf courses, state parks, stuff and like that. that retail still, for
1: curbside as well. Yeah, curbside retail things that you can still socially distance. Right. Um. Oh, there is a thing in here that uh, talks about uh, Disney Springs. So during initial opening phase, Disney Springs will have limited limitations on capacity. Parking operating hours. Uh, Given this unprecedented situation, we appreciate everyone's patience. Oh, so this is from the actual um, whoever was talking. I I didn't catch the beginning of this article, but the point is, is this is just we know Disney World is probably going to be first, but I think Shanghai is kind of like we talked about in the last show is going to be kind of the guinea pig on this. So
0: it is, and there's still things you have to think about. um, That I mean, we haven't even mentioned is um how are you going to like do parking at the the mickey and friends parking structure are you going to make it where you have every other space required to be empty so you can socially distance the cars
1: well and then um, and then gonna, how are, are you going to get it, people from there
0: yeah are you going to make it where the tram works you have to sit in every other row yeah
1: uh, Um i was watching something earlier today uh with the wife it was funny we were watching uh i think it was trevor noah um, there was a restaurant, a really fancy restaurant somewhere that is planning on, um, you know, trying to spread people out and to not make people feel weird, which I think this is a weird way to go about <laughs> it. They're actually putting mannequins at the other tables.
0: Oh, that's just weird. <laughs> that, that
1: like are all dressed to the nine sitting at the tables. Like that's super weird.
0: But, it's like, have you seen the videos of the Korean baseball league where they have nobody in the stands, but they've got, yeah. man- or not man- they've got like painted, they got painted pa-
1: uh, people up there. Well, it's funny. I think they have masks on too, which I think is weird. Yeah, which is hilarious. (laughs) Um, But speaking of Disney World, um, obviously, and there's another article that I have in the show notes too that talks about um, they're going to implement masks, temperature checks, and plexiglass dividers, which you already know. They're going to have to. But I mean, you know, again, we'll see how this plays out.
0: Now, check this out. Are they going to be doing bag checks? Because that's just their hands all over your stuff.
1: So think about this. So that was something that um, I listened to the Disney dish podcast, right? They're going to just have to limit like no bags at all. They were talking about this a couple of weeks ago on their show. And that is a huge thing. That's going to really slow things up because if you think about it, they're going to have whoever's checking those bags is going to have to have different gloves every single time. Every single time. And that's something that is insane. But unless you have to check only, bags, though.
0: Unless they only searched by sticks. So, like, if you open it and they use sticks to, to move stuff true, around.
1: True. I don't know. That's gonna, you know. Like I said, I but think that, they were. The, I think those guys were speculating that they would only have. They would do that a little bit differently. Um, the checking, the check areas in Disney World. They didn't even talk about Disneyland because Disneyland only has the two. Um, yeah. Uh, spots to check, you know, to check bags, but I don't know. It's gonna be a trip, man.
0: I'm, I'm guessing they might start actually having an x-ray scanner mm-hmm. and you just
1: put your bags through and just have it like the TSA. Yeah. But again, I mean, I think that, I mean, obviously Disney can afford it, but also like to get through there faster, people might be okay with that. And again, this is not going to be, and this is what I was going to bridge to. This is not, you going to be your typical um, Disney vacation. I mean, no, this is going to be totally something totally different. So if you have to, You know, people get so frustrated in Disneyland when it's crowded and it's hot Mm -hmm. and people are in the way or something like that. And you see people fighting and stuff like that. I feel like it would be interesting to see Disney, any Disney park early on in this stuff, because I feel like people that are going there are going to go with the expectation that things aren't going to go the way you think. It's going to be weird. It's going to be hard. But how do people handle that? You know what I mean? Um, Right. And
0: one thing you have to consider is just because, I mean, even though we're on lower capacity, doesn't mean that when you go to lower capacities, they also lower the capacity of the ride. Oh, absolutely. Right. The only thing, like the only difference would be like. um, They're not going to have every
1: train running in Thunder Mountain, for example.
0: Right. Well, even if they do, they're not going to sit you in each right. row. They're going to do like rows, take a space. So yeah. I mean, it might take actually, even though you're going to be at like 30% capacity, your lines might actually be longer because mm-hmm. you're having to put so many empty spots in between. Like you're, you're not, I'm, I'm guessing you're not only going to have to have like, like say uh, say a small world mm-hmm. or Pirates of the Caribbean. You're going to have to have like a row, empty row, row, empty row in each boat. And I'm guessing you're going to do empty boats in between seated boats. Yes.
1: And honestly, man, what I would do, and I know this is, and, and for folks that don't know, I mean, obviously this is a park heavy episode, but um, we love the parks, but oh, absolutely, people that don't know those rides are designed to get as many people through the ride as possible per hour, mm-hmm. you know, and they have statistics and all this math behind it and how much they can do. So obviously that's out the window. What if I mean, and I like this idea personally. Like, if I was going to go with my family, for example, if it was like four to six of us, let's say, and you know, we were traveling together and going to Disneyland, right? And all mm-hmm. this stuff was in place. Why not just, if the capacity's out the window anyway, why not just have that family in that boat in Pirates of the Caribbean, for example?
0: Totally makes sense. I think they're, I think they're teaching their ride operators to deal with yeah questions
1: and, like that. And and so. if my wife was like, I I want a boat to ourselves they're not going to say no, you know what no, I mean? Exactly. No, that totally makes sense.
0: Um, one thing uh, that just jumped out at me was, um,
1: I was talking about every other ride, every other,
0: Oh, okay. Go, going back to, you're talking about ride capacity per hour. Yeah. Right, which is a major thing. Um, it it kind of just takes me. This is has nothing I mean, that, to do with COVID. That's crucial
1: to the development of rides and or attractions it in and, general. And,
0: and it, because the, the more you can get in per per hour, that's more people that are off the sh- the streets, which means you can bring more people into the parks. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a, it all filters together. But I remember when they were opening up the Little Mermaid ride at California Adventure. At the time, John Lasseter was still head was still chief creative officer, and he went on the ride. And they said, yeah, we're able to get with this ride. We're able to get, I think for a little mermaid of something like 380 people through per hour or yeah. something like that. I think it's probably bigger than that. And he goes, but how fast, how fast is your ride time? And they said the ride time was like two hour or two minutes and now 58 seconds or something like sure. that. And he goes, yeah. slow it down a little bit, even though it was going to, it was going to decrease the amount per hour he said i want them to actually enjoy the story yeah and so we had them increase it by like 10 seconds or eight seconds or something like that and it, it minimized their their capacity but they enjoyed the ride better
1: yeah and that ride
0: more repeat yeah
1: yeah my, that ride's amazing and my kids love that ride and um i i think every time we go to the parks we go on it at least once a day if not twice
0: <laughs> yeah the last time i was at california adventure i actually uh, um got there pretty close to rope drop and uh um, I went on Soren, of course, right away. Yeah, and then I circled back around, and the first thing you hit after you because I skipped the rapids because it was too cold that morning. Yeah, but the first thing you hit after you go past the rapids is Little Mermaid on the right hand side.
1: Right,
0: and I went through, and it was literally like walk on. Yeah, like they didn't have even have the 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 queue area open. You basically walked up to the door, you went in, you sat in your and car, in. you got on. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, it's a, and, well, you and in your shell. <laughs> and, yeah, and keeping, and keeping that in mind too, I, I, I think it's interesting too, because right before all this stuff happened, we had some of the kerfuffle around, um, Galaxy's Edge too, and about, um, how many people were able to get on these rides, uh, especially rides of the Resistance, which wasn't running at peak capacity and all of that, right? So, how do you think, since th- those parks, since, excuse me, since Galaxy's Edge only has the two attractions, really, what do you think this does for those rides? Um, do they, do they, I mean, I don't want to say, do they open those, those, uh, those lands, but, oh, they're going to have to, because they, they but can't the give lines a- are going to be insane.
0: They are, but the, the, like the perk with the, like say uh, the, the Falcon, the smugglers run red, right? Yeah. Um, you can do the same sort of thing that you talked about, like with your family. It's like you can limit it to families, right? Mm-hmm. Because there's only six people granted. You're all in there. so like, you can't have strangers in there. You're going to have mm-hmm. to actually, if you have a group of two, you're going to have to put a group of two in there. Exactly. You just, you're going to have to, right? The unfortunate thing is, have you been, you, you've been on it, right? No, I haven't been since. Remember? Okay. The worst part about the smugglers run queue ride is a queue line is when you actually get into the Falcon and you actually see like the Sabak table and all that stuff. It's like every man for themselves. It's yeah. like you're walking around in a little store there and there's until they call your color.
1: And you're in with a bunch of other boarding groups, right?
0: They are. So you're either going to have to limit the boarding groups or really make that much more cute. I mean, actually put up ropes and stuff. Right. Now, I haven't been on Rise of the Resistance, but, I, but because it's a very large capacity and it's a very long ride. Yeah. I think it'll be easier to do social distancing on there.
1: Well, if they maintain their um, their boarding group process too, they just do less right. boarding groups in a day. Exactly. And then that, what I think, be a, that wouldn't what be a I problem. What I think is
0: really helping is they, this time being closed, um, I think is giving the Imagineers and the maintenance staff a lot more time to work out the bugs that they had.
1: True, true, for sure. Um, all right, man. Uh, I threw this one in there because I thought this was um, a good segue between Disney and, Pop, uh, and other Disney, but other things are affected obviously with all the COVID stuff. And I saw this story today and I thought I'd throw it in there because I know you, um, you like your theater. Um, I do. And one of the last things I did with my parents, actually, it might be the last thing we did was in February. Yeah. It was right before I went to Utah. um, We went and saw the cursed child with my parents and my in-laws and my family um and obviously that was a broadway thing that came that's going other places now too right and that was going to be a permanent right. thing there for like, i think three years in san francisco uh-huh. um but the story i have in here is a big uh, obviously i'm bearing the lead but disney's frozen broadway show is being shut down permanently now
0: is yeah, this going to be a trend
1: what, in, on broadway do you think is my question to you well, which i'm afraid of the very, answer
0: very seasonal anyways it's, yeah. it's not there's very it's very few i mean because in any given season you've got like 30 or 40 shows that premiere right Mm -hmm. and of those you have maybe 10 that are long running yeah right like like hamilton is still playing you know rent played for the longest time cats played for for decades Mm -hmm. um stuff like that Um, With Disney, you actually get faster turnover. Lion King played for a long time, but because Disney does do many more shows, they do like they did Frozen, they've done Beating the Beast, they've done Little Mermaid, they did Mary Poppins, they did Newsies, they did, you know, all these. And I know they've got others in the, uh, actually, I can actually tell you right now what they have going on, Um, because I actually looked this up the other day. Uh, Upcoming productions is there, uh, Hercules just had just premiered, I think. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, they're they're uh, planning a Jungle Book one, Princess Bride, Alice in Wonderland, Father of the Bride, and Bedknobs and Broomsticks. Oh, so they
1: got a lot going on. Okay. Yeah,
0: they have a slate coming up. So them canceling the one on Broadway is not a major issue. Well, because I, they have something that's going to be able to replace it. And I believe it's already started to make its money back because it is ridiculous how much it costs to put on a Broadway show. And you have to run it for a certain amount of showings before you can actually make a
1: profit on makes it. Sense.
0: Um but so I'm sure they've already made their profit on it. The one that worries me is that they started their their U.S. tour in uh, November of last year, and they had to suspend that because of COVID in in, in March that's where you make your your long-running money yeah is when it's i mean it's as you know because brenda has got her i mean she didn't make her money showing it at the kennedy center she makes her money when lincoln chicago decided to pick it up or lincoln center yep. sorry she she gets her money when chicago decided to pick it up or right. Mendocino decided to pick it up because right. she sells
1: the the story yeah
0: so that's where they're starting to get their money in the in the um
1: when well, i was going to bring up too term. because she had a um a show coming up and we were supposed to go to New York actually this summer um and all that got postponed and stuff so i'm just i worry and i don't want to be like is theater dead but i mean on some level it's going to change for sure and then we've also got to deal with uh movie theaters as well you know yeah
0: broadway's never going to die no of course not and in long running musical theater's not going to die it's going to take a major hit right now um, the ones that I really feel sorry for are not the long running shows. It's because the little they've ones. made their money like Hamilton and rent and, and all those they've made their, they've made their money back mm. hundredfold at this point. Right. Yeah. What I really feel sorry for, because we were, I think near the beginning of the season when they canceled is those shows that like spent, you know, a hundred million dollars to get up and running and they got to get canceled after like two weeks.
1: Yeah. That's brutal. Yeah.
0: <clears throat> and the chances of those shows making their money back are, are infinitesimal
1: no for sure
0: um well let's move on to more more disney (laughs) it's a disney heavy show that's fine
1: disney company heavy show today so let's go uh we're in our streaming section so uh, most of the news i have outside of and and the one thing i didn't put in the show notes um but the dc universe streaming stuff um all of their content has been pushed off i think a year or something I, I saw. I, I got to find for the article.
0: The, yeah, for most of the major new stuff, like, like uh, a lot of the uh, and a lot of like the
1: stuff. Um, right? Maybe it was a different story. I saw. Hold on.
0: Yeah, well, Berlanti is C is CW. That's not no yeah yeah okay yeah sorry i but- can i can see them taking a year off yeah because they will have probably at least gotten close to finishing this season if they're not if they didn't actually finish the season they might have to have cut off the last couple episodes yeah but they're not going to be able to get back into production for next year until well into the, what is what right. be the next season. i'm guessing they might switch to what the, what they might do is if they can get into production by like say january They might try to do a a summer season of, say, nine episodes next summer Mm -hmm. and then start again in the fall. I think that's what they might want to show. I don't think they're going to take like a whole year off. Right. But they might try to do like a miniature limited run of all like
1: four shows, five shows, or whatever. Right. I think Um, that
0: that would be the smart thing to me.
1: I'm going to look for this headline I saw earlier and I was going to throw it out there. But yeah,
0: as for Disney Plus, their major marvel stuff is going to get pushed back and that isn't i mean part of it's because they had to shut down production on some shows Mm -hmm. but um, a lot of it has to do is just because they have not been able to show the stuff in theaters and it's contingent on each other and so if you if you can't show black widow and it turns out falcon and the winter soldier is dependent on something you see in black widow they have to push that back exactly so that's what's going on with that now with with the other disney plus series like percy jackson or,
1: um, well, that just uh, got announced, I think, today is they're going to do a Percy Jackson series, yeah. On exactly. Plus.
0: So, the thing is, is what Disney's great about is sometimes they go into production on stuff, and you really didn't know how deep into production they were. Mm. And that's actually the Hamilton thing, which I like when I heard about that. Okay, if you haven't heard it, Hamilton, the movie was supposed to be getting because it's being distributed by Disney,
1: right?
0: And it was going to get released next year. Right. Well, it turns out that they like, they, when COVID was coming up, they like, they busted their ass on production and got it done and they're releasing it to the streaming services. I want to say July 3rd.
1: Yeah. It's early July. It says, uh, Percy Jackson is happening and that's officially announced, which is awesome. But yeah, having something come early is huge that means they, right. they're like well they kind of saw it coming like you said so
0: exactly and so not only that but so percy jackson that might be just announced so that might be coming next year but we still have artemis fowl coming sometime this summer right straight to Disney because so they've decided to skip the theaters on that one
1: right and the percy um, jackson and- thing i think is exciting uh, for my family they love the books and they we watch the movies and stuff but but to have a series um would be great so
0: yeah, absolutely. And I'm the same with Artemis Fowl. I, I, I like the books of Artemis Fowl, so I can't wait to the movie.
1: And the reason I think Disney's doing this too, obviously this is part of the Fox acquisition, um, them yes. being able to do this. And so they're like, all right, well, let's make it into a series. And um, I think that's a good call. So.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I'm excited about the, the Mando uh season two stuff. So why don't you bring us into that?
1: Yeah. So the next section, we've got four stories here, and I love every single one of them uh, has to do with Mandalorian season two. Um, the first one I have in here is a Disney exec confirms that it won't be delayed due to coronavirus. So they were deep enough into it to be like, all right, we're not going to delay. We're going to go. And so that's exciting. Um, the other thing is obviously in the last, last couple of days, Boba Fett has been, um, confirmed to appear in the Mandalorian now, and he's going to be played by, and I don't know this actor, Tamura Morrison. He was the one that played Django Fett.
0: Yeah, how do you not know who Tomar is? I just didn't is? know
1: the name off my head, off the top of my head. Yeah, but he, I know he who played, he was.
0: Yeah, he played Jango Fett, and since Boba Fett was his unaged clone, right? It makes sense that this is who what Boba Fett would look like. Maybe I just Fett.
1: never retained the name. I don't know.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but, it's it's perfect. He also did uh, other stuff, and it's drawing. I'm drawing a blank on it. I mean, me I could up. definitely
1: pick the boy out of a crowd. He's he's amazing, and I I'm stoked for I'm stoked for this, but what people are trying to figure out right now too and i have an article in here that it says how boba fett's return in the mandalorian changes the original trilogy why would this change the original trilogy well because boba fett died in a sarlacc pit <laughs>
0: true but it was already established in battlefield that he survived
1: right but i'm saying again but for, this yeah, is, but for the but
0: for the mainstream right
1: and this is one of those things died. where if you're not a hardcore star wars fan and you're following like yeah we all know he survived the sarlacc pit but, yeah, but but if you were <clears throat> tuning into the Mandalorian and you had seen the original trilogy only, for example, and you're like, Oh, that's badass. And you're like, wait, this guy died. What's the timeline issue. Right. So I feel yeah. like star Wars is getting into those things where they, as they do these things, they have to kind of say, okay, but this happened and remember, and then this happened here. And then remember this, right. So right. it's getting a little convoluted, but I'm excited.
0: Yeah. So, so really quick, uh, Tamir Morrison. He played, uh, Aquaman's dad in Aquaman. That's right.
1: Okay. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. he
0: was also the chief in Moana. All right. And there's something else I remember him.
1: But well, like I said, I, I think he was, uh, you know, I want to rewatch the prequels with my kids cause I think they have no memory of him. but, um, but right. he was, he was great as Django Fett. Um,
0: Oh yeah. He was a good Jango Fett. I absolutely
1: amazing. And I think it's awesome that they're bringing him in for Boba Fett cause it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> considering, yeah, and, and it's already you
0: know, been concerned that Rosario Dawson's going to be a Sokatana for Mando Two,
1: Right. And uh, did we talk, I couldn't remember, I was going to put that in here. I don't remember if we talked about it in the last show. Um, yeah, we, we mentioned it. Okay. Um, so that's confirmed. Rosario Dawson yes. is going to be a Sokotano, And I'm and, sure you're excited about this last one. Well, for yes and no. Well, I mean, you love her. I love, Oh, one of my secret amazing crushes of my life is Katie Sackhoff and Katie Sackhoff who played Starbuck in the reboot of um uh Battlestar Battlestar Galactica she's coming and she did the voice for this character in Rebels and the Clone Wars mm-hmm. which is interesting if you think about um the implications of Rosario Dawson doing Ahsoka Tano because Ashley Eckstein does her voice in those yeah. things, but now Rosara Dawson is going to do it in the live action. So Katie Sackhoff I think gets Rosario to do Dawson both
0: fits the physical better.
1: I know. I I get it, but and at the same I time, yeah. I know same here. So, but Katie Sackhoff, cause I obviously danced around it is going to play uh Bo Katan uh, who is in rebels and the clone wars as a Mandalorian. Um, this is the person spoilers three, two, one for rebels. Um, but at the end, towards the end of rebels, or if not the finale of rebels, um, Sabine uh, gives the Darksaber to uh, Bo-Katan uh, at the end there. So Right,
0: which is really interesting because, again, spoilers, if you haven't mm-hmm. watched the end of Mando season one, Moff Gideon is the one that ends up with the, it shows off that he's got the
1: Darksaber when he steps out of his crashed TIE fighter. Right. So it does make sense that all these characters are kind of coming together. I'm really excited. I love Katie Sackhoff so much. Okay. You know, who so much. I
0: would love for them to have a surprise. Like we did not announce that this character is going to be in it. Mm. Can you imagine if they brought in Ezra Bridger? <sighs> See?
1: Okay. And I was watching, what was I watching last night? Or oh, Wren. but, and and you haven't watched the clone wars either. I'm watching the clone Wars slowly with my wife and kids right now. And there was an episode where they were talking about um, where Hera's dad, um, uh, his first name flew out of my head. um, Syndulla, um comes up in clone wars early on. Um, and because he was an admiral, right? Well, yeah. And they're trying to save this earlier than that, even because they are, um, saving Ryloth and the Twi'leks, right? Right. And, and so they're there and, and Syndulla's there and, and they don't talk about the kid or anything yet at least, but it's interesting to see how all this stuff connects because again, they do mention Syndulla's name in, um, in episode nine as well during the, um, last scene and you see the, the, um, the ghost and everything else. Yeah, You right? actually
0: see the, yeah, you see the image of the ghost. Right. right.
1: And so it's, 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 I love how they're bringing all this stuff together. Um, and at the same time, um, I just, I, I feel bad a little bit for Ashley Eckstein a little bit, but at the same time, she did a lot for that character in a lot of years, um, as far as the voice goes, but, um, I'm really excited about caddy sack, Katie Sackoff actually being able to play the role, um in real life that she voiced for you know a bunch of years too so that's cool yeah the
0: the perk with ashley Eckstein is one she's just so majorly talented that i think eventually she's going to get an on-screen role somewhere in the star wars universe um it just is probably it's not going to be ahsoka yeah but i think eventually she's going to get it yeah all right so what we're watching right now um do you want to do your stuff first you want me to do one you, you go okay um i'm a huge hank azaria fan right The funny thing is i'm not actually a huge simpsons fan that's fine but i like but i love hank azaria in like all the live action stuff he does i loved him in his bit part on friends mm-hmm. we played the the scientist guy um i loved him in uh the bird cage i loved him in america's sweethearts just everything he does i love yeah and it turns out he's been on a show for the last four years and i didn't know it what and he had a show that just had their season, their series finale a couple of weeks ago. It's called Brockmire. I've heard of and it. It's with him and Amanda Pete. and he plays a a major league baseball announcer who has a meltdown on the air um, when he decides to go home in the middle of the day and catches his wife in an orgy. And they wait. I've back, heard about this. Then yeah. And then he comes yeah. back to the park, and he has a meltdown, and he gets fired or whatever, and he decides to, and he just, like, travels the world for, like, a decade. Yeah. Not having any access, like, the internet or anything. He actually says that at his lowest point, he was calling cockfights in, like, Indonesia or something. No way. And, but he turns out he had been become, like, the first viral star when his blow-up on, on became huge, right? Right. So Amanda Pete had bought this low-level minor league baseball team and convinces him to come back to do the play-by-play. Oh, that's cool. So it ran for four seasons. I think there's only eight episodes per season. So there's only like 32 episodes. Yeah. And I watched the first season and it's pretty darn funny. Okay.
1: I heard about it. I never watched it, but I like, I I love him though.
0: Yeah. So I checked that out and then, um, solar opposites dropped this week. Okay. Um, on Hulu, I think. And that's, uh, not Dan Harmon, but who's the other guy who does, uh,
1: Rick and Morty. Um, Dan Harmon's the only name I can think of right now. Um, Justin Royland. Okay. Yeah. Cause he's the guy who
0: does the voice of Rick.
1: Yes. Right. Yes.
0: So, so he came up with this new series, um, called solar opposites. And it's about these, these, uh, four aliens. Um, and they have a, like, they have a pupa larva of the, <laughs> of a species that, and they're like two adults and two like younger versions of themselves. Right. Uh-huh. And they, they, their planet like is it gets hit by some like meteors and so they send out like a hundred of these groups and this one group end up crash landing on earth and it's them trying to fit in but the funny thing is is their house their spaceship is actually cr- crash landed into a house that was for sale so they bought the house and like, the <laughs> ship is just like still on top of the house and they can it's a comedy right oh it's totally
1: yeah fun. because i i saw a preview for that the uh, solar opposites yeah i saw a preview for that the other day
0: yeah so a couple funny things about this that's the is, cartoon yeah, it's a okay.
1: Cartoon. I thought you were talking about someone else. Yes. No, perfect. and
0: so I watched the first couple episodes, and it's like the angry parts of Rick and Morty <laughs> times ten. <laughs>
1: did you watch Rick and Morty
0: ever? Oh yeah, I, I watch every every new episode. The, I have watched the last two episodes the day they came out.
1: Oh, okay, I, I I think I'm not I'm behind on the latest season, but yeah. um oh, was no, Rick sure. and Morty's great. Yeah, I love it.
0: Um, so so this is pretty funny. Um. But the 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 other funny thing about it is I I had to skip Comic Con this last year. Yeah. But if you remember, we had the 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 raffle that you had to sign up for for autographs and stuff. Mm-hmm. And the raffle, I actually won a raffle this year to go get meet the cast of Solar Opposites and get their autographs. Oh, that's hilarious! And so I couldn't go, and I would have had to I wouldn't have <laughs> had to sign auto sign paper to meet Justin Roiland and and all that. Oh
1: man. Well. Um, anyway.
0: Yeah. Thomas Middleditch is in it. He's he's been in a whole bunch of other shows. Um, let's see who else is in it.
1: No, I've seen the previews for it. I, I've been, I wanted to watch. It. I haven't watched it yet, oh, but
0: Christina Hendricks is in it. Oh, nice. Who I just love. Uh, Andrew Matarazzo. If I remember correctly, he is nope. not who I was thinking of. I thought he was the, uh, the little boy from Jurassic park that has grown up and become oh, an yeah. actor and director. Mm-hmm. That's Joseph. Okay. Matarazzo. All right. So anyway, so I watched the first couple episodes of solar opposites and then I'm, I mean, I just, I just watched the last season of, of Survivor for the first time in like decades decade mm-hmm. of watching, I hadn't watched Survivor in a while, but Survivor has become my sister Donna's favorite show. And so she talked me into watching this season because mm-hmm. it was the 40th season. I can and still can't we believe did, that show's been on that long. Well, it's 20 years. They do two episodes
1: a season. Or two seasons. So, uh, yeah, but still.
0: Two seasons. They do two seasons a year. Right. And so this was its 40th season and they, what they did special for the season is they brought back, they had 20 people. They brought back 24 more winners. Oh, wow. It's what everybody on this season had won. They upped the prize pool to $2 million or the major prize to $2 million. It's just like, see all these 20 different people who all had varying ways to win the game on how they would do it and so the finale was was this weekend or this weekend, i was a little upset but who with who won yeah. but i'm not a major fan of reality shows neither am I. there's a show in britain that's been huge for uh, over a decade it's called google box okay and they have a version of it in australia and what it is is you don't watch TV. you're not watching anything but you're watching people that have agreed to have cameras in their homes oh and you yeah. watch these britain people is- watch tv well, they're doing kind of a version of that now, but it's different. We're watching celebrities and it's called Celebrity Watch Party. And it just premiered on Hulu. And I want to say it's on Fox. Okay. And um oh, good. No, no, not Fox, CBS. It's, it's decent. Um, I was, I was, I, sounds I, I terrible. Was, yeah. I think I would prefer it better if it was um just nobody's like, yeah. This, random people that we are watching because then you get the the real atmosphere where it's like you know i really don't care about watching rob Lowe with his two sons watching it or watching the uh, the osbornes watching it or Love,
1: rob Lowe, but yes
0: I'm no, I, but the frustrating thing is is because it's on cbs all the shows they're watching were are see where that channel whatever geez, right? that's no fun um but it shows parts of the shows and it shows them reacting and stuff and so one of my favorites is it had um Gosh, major rapper had a cash money, uh, records. Um,
1: uh, cash money records. Yeah. Um, you're talking about, no, that's different. That's bad boy records. I think P Diddy. Yeah,
0: no, same sort of time, but it was out of Atlanta. Um, he had glasses. Outcast? No, it, oh, no his, uh, his son was little Romeo. Um, Oh, I know who
1: you're talking about. um, Master P. Oh okay. yeah, okay yeah, yeah. Master P. All right, love Master P.
0: <laughs> yeah. So again, what the hell was the name of his label? It was No Limit. Sorry, No, no Limit, limit yeah. Records. Okay. okay. So and they're out of New, uh, New Orleans. Cash Money was Cash Money was something different. Got
1: it. Um.
0: So, uh, so No Limit Records. So you had Master P., whose relatives were C-Murder, suck the Shocker.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, love I used Dick. to listen to those guys all the time back then.
0: Exactly. They were huge when I was working in the music industry. Okay. So anyway, so it had Master P and Lil' Romeo watching.
1: <laughs>
0: and the two things that I that I loved is they watched the Sunday night movie of the week last week, which is Raiders of the Lost Ark. And Lil' Romeo had never seen Raiders. Oh, no. Way. Master P is like, dude, how have you never seen Raiders? And so they were watching it. So that was, that was pretty darn good. But then they watched an episode of Ms., uh, uh, Dr. Pimple Popper
1: can watch that kind of
0: thing. have you ever watched that no i can't this, watch that and it was like this latin woman who had like a big huge cyst Oop. on her back sh- her shoulder
1: gross
0: and um she'd had it for like a decade like since, well like since she was nine and she's like in her mid-20s so almost 20 years super gross and when they popped it it looked like it was um one of the other people they had watching was jamie oliver and his wife Lindsay price who's an actress and the stuff when it came out looked like refried black beans
1: oh uh right thanks, thanks so, for that thanks for I that. i know
0: well so jamie oliver actually said i'm not cooking with beans for a long time <laughs> but the hilarious thing is the entire time this is going on little romeo is like going she's hot you know <laughs> and like the whole thing happens and then she, they they sew her up and everything goes dude after the show i'm gonna look her up on instagram and no I'm way to slide in her
1: dms oh, uh, it
0: was a hilarious thing. It's like you totally. Masterpiece is like, dude, what are you talking about? Uh,
1: it's nasty, dude. That's it was, nasty. But
0: that's the one thing I liked about it, like the 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 random crap that's going on. Right. There was a um, the Osbournes. They were watching, um, the Masked Singer. Yeah, and Ozzy fell asleep during part of it. The- <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. He's and, a thousand, obviously. He, he is. So it was. It was pretty. There were parts of it which were funny, but I hate how much it was. um self-service yeah then i remember back to when i was a kid and you had like the battle of the network stars and mm-hmm. and superstars and all that and that was all well, they network so they've been doing too. this for
1: they've been doing this forever you know
0: so. exactly and it's cheap to do so yeah. i understand
1: why they're doing it um so, so, yeah, so
0: that's basically what i watched this week
1: nice so i've been watching is community still have you watched that show you
0: know, I, I watched the first half season when it first came out and yeah. it just didn't grab me. Same thing with Parks and Rec. I watched like the first half season, uh, but I really just need to sit down and binge and get through the first season. And I yeah. know it'll start catching me because I love everybody involved.
1: Uh, uh, just, com- it community is at the time. Community's brilliant. It's super good. I, I hear this, the, you know, as as these things progress, like the middle seasons aren't as good. I hear the the last season's really good, whatever. Um, Kate and I, I think, just started season three last night. Um, Has I love Chevy Chase left the cast yet. Uh, he left at the end of season two. I think I, we, are, I imagine he's gone now because he right. basically stormed off at the end. And I know, uh, Glover leaves at some point and stuff too, but anyway, it's a, it's a great show. I love the characters and, um, I'm having a lot of fun with it. So we're watching that. Uh, speaking of parks and rec, um, they did a special, uh, a quarantine kind of special where they went around to they? people's houses. They, um, I want to say Lindsay Snope, but that's not right. Leslie Nope. Leslie Nope. That's it. So, so Leslie Nope. So she has this phone tree set up, uh, to check in with everybody every day. And it's like, they managed to make a heartfelt special by calling everybody and seeing where people are now, like in real life, but as their characters and like everybody shows up, it's brilliantly done. It's really, really sweet. Um, and, and just a really awesome special. I mean, there's a lot of stuff like this going on. Communities doing a table read. They just did a table read the other day. Um, there's a lot of casts coming back together and doing these things uh, the parks and rec one really got me. It was so good. If you, if you're a fan of the show, definitely check it out. We watched that. Um, we finished upload by the way, which I thought we could talk about for a second. Uploads uh-huh. freaking brilliant and really Isn't good. It? Yeah. Super good. My uh, Kate loved it. Um, so we really enjoyed that. Um, and I can't recommend that show highly enough. I don't want to spoil anything, but, and you're right. It doesn't end on a cliffhanger. I kind of saw it coming, um, with how it was going to end once it got, you know, partway through the last episode. But honestly, like it was, it's definitely worth a watch and I can't wait for the next season. Um, the
0: mystery, the mystery part of it didn't surprise me. Right. What the quote unquote girlfriend did kind of surprised. Yes,
1: that, yeah, that's what I was saying. So like, yeah, I mean, you could kind of see where everything was going and who did what, obviously, but then mm-hmm. the, it did, there was a nice little twist at the end, which was good. Um, so, finished upload uh, X-Men. We watched all the X-Men movies with the kids. Um, I see I, your nice little comment here. <laughs> the, well, the first... I None of us... Kate and I had not seen Dark Phoenix, and so we, right. we all watched Dark Phoenix together, and I'm like, it wasn't terrible. <laughs> I actually... But I mean, I liked the movie well, fine. I mean... I can see where people have problems with it, but yeah,
0: the thing that I think it had best going for it is Sophie Turner was actually pretty decent in it. She was as Phoenix. I thought Jennifer Lawrence phoned in her entire performance.
1: Oh, yeah, as Mystique. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And you could tell that she just wanted to be killed off so she yeah. wouldn't have to be brought back. Yeah. Which is sad because I love Jennifer Lawrence.
1: I do too, but she was
0: huge at this time. Way yeah, bigger and, than this. Yeah. Well, the thing is, and Mystique doesn't get killed off in this comics. So I'm like, I know. Now you just like, but, you know, on the other hand, you know, it gets bought up by Disney. They can do whatever they want
1: now. Yeah, for sure. Um, but it wasn't terrible. And I liked what the kids liked him. So
0: I forgot to say this is actually New Mutants has a new official uh, release date.
1: Right. That just got announced today, didn't it?
0: Uh yesterday, I Yesterday. Think. It was announced on Instagram. And it's now uh set for August. I think nice. it's August 8th or something like that. Let me see. August 28th. Sweet. And that's yeah. been in that's been like they filmed it like 4 years ago. Yeah, it's been sitting around
1: forever, I know. Yeah,
0: the filming originally ended in 2017.
1: It's crazy. Crazy.
0: Well, we'll get it eventually. Soon. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and and I, this is a little side thing: is uh, um, Doug Liefeld, who is the creator of uh, Deadpool, mm-hmm. has come out saying that he doesn't think Disney's actually ever going to do a Deadpool three.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. I can see why he would say that. Um, even under the Fox banner, I mean, everybody knows it's Disney now. I feel like they're going to have a harder time pushing more rated r stuff i think through the marvel stuff you know what i well, mean well
0: they've never well they just have to do it because i mean a lot of people forget that disney was in was in charge of Miramax when they released oh, Pulp Fiction. I know. I know so um i mean they really Miramax did clerks
1: there's an f-bomb every two seconds
0: Right, well, that was prior to Disney buying them but, out. But, yeah, but I'm just saying. Yeah, you know. but they because but I remember. I mean, I didn't get hired at the Disney store until 1996, mm. and even then, which was two a year and a half after two years after uh, Pulp Fiction came out, there were still people that were protesting really? Disney stores because of Pulp Fiction being released under
1: Disney. Crazy. So I think um, I think eventually they. W- I I don't know. I think they eventually will do it because that's a wonderful franchise, and they they'd be leaving money on the table if they didn't. I think Actually,
0: what I think the smartest thing to do would be to start uh, doing some Deadpool spinoffs on Disney plus because you have so many stories. Like you could do a, can you imagine if they did a six episode limited run of Deadpool uh, kills the Marvel universe? Yeah.
1: There's so many they could It be huge. Yeah.
0: That'd be so huge. Yeah. And you wouldn't have to put as much of a budget into it. You could still get some of the cast and
1: right.
0: it'd be so huge.
1: That'd be awesome. And you can
0: have it be standalone. I'm with you. Not canon. Yeah.
1: Um. The last thing I was I've been watching, and we're just caught up today. Have you watched this? Um. SGN. Have you been watching yes. this? Yes. Yeah. Some good news. Some good news with uh, John Krasinski. Uh-huh. Um. It's. I mean, if you want to cry every day. Oh, totally. <laughs> watch I, this. I still, show.
0: I still remember. I think he did it in the second week or something like that. Yeah. A girl had her tickets to Hamilton canceled. Mm, yeah. And so he got the entire cast of oh. Hamilton to come on and zoom for her to Kills sing. Me. Guggs and hamilton i was in tears by the end of it have you seen the latest episode i honestly I haven't watched it in a few weeks
1: okay uh when you watch the latest episode uh oh man anyway he does an amazing job i love john and it, it inspired me again to go back and that's one of the things we, we've been watching episodes of the office with the kids too i mean it's a little over Zoe's head i think but um i love that show and it's got a lot of a lot of heart and those characters are amazing and krasinski brings people in randomly um into this show if you want like a bright side of people doing amazing things he does a really good job putting it all into one like 30 minute you know 18 to 35 minute chunk on youtube it's then well you worth a watch krasinski
0: is just such a good
1: person he is he's a really and good Emily person
0: Blunt, too i mean it's like they're they're the ultimate couple
1: yeah. i just love them to death and she shows up a couple of times there's a there's a little uh i don't know if you saw the episode where um they're talking about mary poppins um for a kid it was right and, it was
0: right before the hamilton thing yeah yeah because remember Lin Manuel it was uh, was in mary poppins
1: and she's like making a couple of quips about like Oh, well, I mean, you know, I'm, well, I'm Mary, I'm Mary Poppins, but I guess yeah. if you want to see him, you know, um, it's, it's brilliant. It's really cute. And so we've been watching that, um, at the end of the night, it's a nice kind of way to end our TV, um, with the kids, honestly. So oh,
0: dude, I just had a massive revelation. Yes. About Hamilton. Okay. Okay. Like this the- is going to be my Uber geek side coming out here, okay. but who here, I mean, do you, do you remember what the EGOTs are?
1: Yeah. Okay, you, you won know, the a Tony AM, and Emmy and all the things, yeah.
0: Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, Tony, yeah, right? Um, There's been, I think, maybe 20 people in history that have ever won the EGOTs, and I think of them, I think only eight of them won them in all competitive categories, the mm-hmm. most, like, honorary awards, right? Right. So, like, Barbara Streisand's an EGOT winner, but I think one of her, I think her, I think her, not her Grammy, I think her Tony might, because her Grammy wouldn't be, but I think her Tony was honorary.
1: Okay.
0: Well, um, uh, Lynn manuel miranda has won the grape, obviously won the tony he's won a grammy he's won an emmy yeah and not only that but he's also won the pulitzer because huh. he won the pulitzer for for writing hamilton right but the only thing he hasn't won is the oscar and uh, people thought he might have won it a couple of years ago because he wrote the songs for moana
1: oh right yeah
0: and that one lost out to a different show and then he also wrote the songs for mary poppins so that didn't win I honestly think the reason one of the reasons why Disney is pushing up uh, Hamilton to this year to the streaming service uh, is because the Oscars about six weeks or no, about a month ago released a press release that they're changing the rules for the Oscars this year I heard. because it used to be that you had to be at least, I think, three weeks in a theater in either L.A., New York or Chicago. Right. And this one saying you can be a full-on streaming show.
1: Now, they're, they're, they're saying it's for this year only because exactly. of all the and so circumstances. so, if they were planning so. on
0: releasing it to streaming next year, why not pump it up to this year, yeah. have it be considered for best picture material, and finally get Lin-Manuel his Oscar. Yeah.
1: Or his EGOT. Yeah. No, I'm with you, dude. was
0: well, Oscar to get his, right, to well, get his, his EGOT? It, for him, it'd be the P-GOT.
1: P-GOT. Damn. He's killing it. Um, but yeah, that's... I'll hope that happens dude he's a ridiculously talented human person I mean,
0: it, it, it disney just loves their awards yeah. so if if there's a way that they can release hamilton this year and try to clean up some oscars yeah it's they're they're gonna do it that makes total sense now why they're why they're pushing it up sounds good dude all um, right sorry so I, I just had that revelation while we were talking
1: no you're fine we just have a little bit of gaming stuff to talk about and then we're done i mean we could have been done already but we're just chatting so
0: yeah um so i've been actually I've been spending some time in swotor and not only that, me and my PVP-ness, which I usually don't get going, um, I've actually been done a lot of PVP in the last week um, because I was like trying to clear up some old missions that I had never had completed. Yeah. And one of them was that I had to recruit Major Pierce. And if you hadn't, and I forget, Pierce was a, I want to say, a, a Jedi. Was he a Jedi uh, companion?
1: Uh, Pierce. Wait, no, he was a trooper, right? I don't remember.
0: I can whatever it is, but if you weren't that that main, I mean, if you weren't that character playing for that, you had to recruit him by playing twenty PVP matches. Right, right. And so I finally said, okay, I'm gonna buckle down this week, and I played four PVP matches a day for five days <laughs> to get the twenty done. And I got my finally got the weekly done. And I and uh, you know I, I out of the twenty, I think I well I only end up having to play I think sixteen because I won four. Oh, nice. Um, I got named MVP once most of the time I was near the bottom because I just, I'm a, I'm a soft bellied sniper who just right. kept getting killed all the time. Um, but, um, but I, I did pretty well. My valor went from nine to 31. So I actually oh, got a whole bunch of new valor being um, a
1: PVP guy.
0: <laughs> I know. So I got a whole bunch more, um, uh, achievement, uh, scores from my valor. Right. And plus my, uh, I'm like maybe 10% away from maxing out my social, uh to social 10 nice dude um because i bumped up to social 9 now and it, that was that almost filled up too so i think i might play some pvp over the next month a little bit just to finally max those out to get to uh, uh, valor 50 and is
1: fun i used to play a lot more of it but i haven't i haven't played too much Tour lately anyway but
0: i just realized i really don't like um Hutball and i don't like the one where you have to like go around and just camp on these little markers
1: uh, yeah. Um, hubball sucks. Um, I don't know the other one you're talking about cause I haven't played in a while, but
0: although I do like that they do have hubball on different planets now, like yeah. you can play hubball on quest. You can play it on.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. It varies. Um, I usually like playing like Navar coast or something like that, or the one on Yavin. Those are fun. Yeah.
1: Well, I've been, I've been playing city skylines a little bit. Um, that's pretty much all I've been playing actually a couple switch games, um, but not too far on them, but, um, some quick news. Uh, f- coming to console and PC Tony Hawk one and two is getting remastered and I, it looks amazing. And I loved those games back in the day. I used to play on my PS two. Um, I cannot wait for this to come out. So it's coming come out in I think September. Um, yeah, so I'm super stoked about it.
0: You know, talking about how um, earlier I had a birthday party thing for a fraternity brother. Yeah. Um, the PS2 and Tony Hawk 2 had just come out when I was rushing, and so that was huge in the house. And yeah. everyone was doing the uh, the the Christ pose. Yeah, yeah. From that yeah. that guy and doing twists on that. That's I remember so doing cool, that. Dude. Um, and then when we finally had the big revelation that you get all the uh, multipliers by doing the grinding.
1: Yeah and uh it was a blast i spent hours and hours on those games yeah
0: what i'm excited about it is the remastering is is remastered up to 4k
1: oh it's beautiful and some of the screenshots i've seen i'm just like oh my god dude and if the gameplay is the same oh it's gonna be great that would be a lot of fun all right man so let's uh let's jump out of here i'm glad we gotta do this though for sure wrap it up um, so thanks for tuning in the usual podcast. If you have comments or questions, you can find us at usualpodcast.com. Email us at theusualpodcast at gma.com and find us on Facebook, Pinterest, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube. Uh, I'm at Darth Pops on Twitter and Will is at IMO Griggs. So when you find us, like us, share us, and um, tell your friends. And we are our patreon.com slash usual podcast, the best way to support the show, or audible usualpodcast slash usual podcast. And uh dude, what else you got?
0: Uh, dude in this time of social distancing you just got to make sure you have a fun
1: have a fun six feet apart have a great (laughs) week we'll see you all next week (laughs) peace